to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. My name is Ziv Raviv and I'm the co-host of this podcast where we explore all sorts of ways where you can improve your relationship with your spouse, making it a more fulfilling one with more sex, more intimacy, better connection, and all of those good stuff. And together with me, my co-host, Shachar Erez. Hello, Shachar. Hi, Ziv. Hi, everybody. Great to be here again. And as always, we are here exploring the a story of a couple that you, Shachar, as a counselor, had the opportunity of helping them overcome some hurdles in their relationship. And in order to understand sexuality specifically better, because the topic of today is habits of sexually happy couples, we're going to explore Cheryl and James. Shachar, you will explain to us what is their background and how How did you help them reach a better connection? But at the same time, we will also share with you today a tool. And that tool is going to be something that you can implement in your life. You can go through that tool and find out ways to improve your habits that build up a sexually, sexually happy couples. And at the end of this, uh, of this episode, we are actually going to go through some research that was done to actually... Uh, empower you with knowledge and so that you have the confidence to follow up with the tips that we share with you uh, that were researched well. So with that said, let's go right into the story. Take it away, Shachar. Great. So today we're going to talk about Cheryl and James. When they came to me, they were in major distress. They were having a few hard years and the recent few months were just too much. They were fighting all the time and yelling and then shutting down and life at home felt a little bit like a war zone. Their couple's dynamic was just at its worst. All they brought was their, the worst of themselves to each other. So they, they were with me for a long time and we did some good work on the emotional stuff and needs and uh, figuring, figuring out their dynamic and learning how to communicate better. And they were doing much, much better. They felt close to each other again, felt like they were on the same team, were able to have fun together with their uh, two-year-old uh, daughter. But even with all this success, they were still having a hard time having sex again, going through these hard years and going through a childbirth just two years ago, their sexuality changed and, and uh, little by little almost stopped. They hardly had sex anymore. And this couple that, that has been through some really rough couple of years and uh, has their, their communication got to this deadlock where they keep fighting all the time and that Uh, the atmosphere in the in in their house in their home is is very rough and very warlike and but did they did this couple used to have good sex before that they used to have uh, okay sex you know they weren't super excited about it but they, they didn't think they had a problem yeah 
Um, but then, you know, many times after uh, giving birth, the woman's um, physiology changes and there's a real learning of sex. And because they were struggling so much, they weren't able to relearn and mm. it actually deteriorated, deteriorated. Yeah. So what did you do? So... Again, this was after doing some work and their communication skills were much, much better. So what I showed them is a list of habits that couples that have great sexual life have. It's a list based on the research. We'll talk about it later. About the, from it comes from the normal bar and also from Gottman. And there's a list of 13 things that happy couples do. And what we did is we implemented those habits little by little slowly one habit every couple of weeks so they can get uh, a feeling of success you know implementing one habit feeling successful about it okay let's do another habit feeling successful about it okay let's do another habit they started with the easier ones for them you know the first one they chose was uh, playing and having fun together and they made sure to set up time every weekend for fun, for, for couple fun, for family fun. Then that was quite easy for them. They know how to play when they're connected. So then they moved to saying, I love you every day and meaning it. And that was easier for them. They felt close to each other by then. But still, you know, some, even, even happy couples sometimes fight and it's hard to stop and say, I love you when you're in a fight. But they were serious about this uh, practice and they were able to stop even on, in a hard day, stop, take a breath and look for, you know, remind themselves that underneath this uh, hard day, they actually love each other, look each other in the eye and say it. And that's, that, that's just great to be able to do it even when you're having a hard day. So we kept on implementing this kind of habits easier, you know, going through the what's easier to what's harder for them. Eventually, they chose a habit that's called talk comfortably about your sex life, which was super hard for them. In the first place, they weren't very open about their sexuality. And after these two, three years of hardly having sex, they were having a lot of fears and a lot of shame. So I had to help them with this uh, habit. And uh, first I facilitated the conversations. Then when they felt stronger, they started talking about it at home and they used an app. The Gottman Institute has an app for couples, a free app that, that has uh, suggestions for questions they could ask each other about sex. And that was helpful for them. And as they got more comfortable with talking about it, they did, didn't need any help anymore, not mine uh, nor the app, and they were just uh, able to talk about it. And that really helped them. It healed a lot of shame, and it turned them on again. It reminded them what they like about sex, how they want sex. It, it actually abrogated their sex life compared to how it was before they were in such uh, distress. This is really interesting. Like, first of all, the, you shared with, with Cheryl and with James this concept, this well-researched concept of uh, like that, some, that people that are happy, couples that are happy with their sexual life, um, they have certain habits. So building up those habits 
is something that most likely will build up this this energy this sexual tension and this closeness that is critical uh, but what you also did was you didn't push them to do something that is extremely hard for them at that point you gave them the opportunity to choose the order of the habits and and basically prioritize them and even like you don't even need all of the 13 in order to have a good sexual sexual relationship with your spouse and um, another thing that i think is worth mentioning is the fact that you couldn't really handle the sex issue without first reestablishing the connection and the communication without the feeling of both of them being on the same team of both of them being partners they couldn't reach the point where they would go to each other and say i love you uh, and mean it and the, the, so the, the underlying uh, principle first of all was you know you gotta work on your communication and i know that for some people that uh, hear this podcast right now this is unfortunately bad news in a way because you know that you really want that sex and and you you have to work on the communication first but at the same time it's also good news because it's a map you need to know how important it is that both of you are partners that both of you share goals that you share dreams that you have this understanding that each of you guys are okay each of you are you know responding to all sorts of triggers you you are uh, in a situation with this dynamic and changing all of that is possible it's it's hard work but it's possible and sex is and not, like we said last week like latmus test sex is an opportunity first of all it's a need that you need to to make sure that you meet that need but in order to actually have good sex to to be happy about your sexuality you need that communication first of all but then you also need a few habits which is very interesting how how those habits can can create a reality the, if you have the good habits if you have those habits that we will explain in the next section of this episode with the tool um then you will see uh some some great results so let me ask you before we explain the tool what was the results on like it looks like they have been through certain steps they really took it or like like an organic growth like they started with one habit went to the next one went to the next one and then they suddenly had the had this breakthrough when they started to talk about sex through the gottman app and through uh you know just talking about it um so w- what did they say what did they do for them to start to to use those habits right just like you say long-term relationships are actually based on friendship and sex and intimacy is very important but it sits it's the next uh, it's the next layer first you have to be good friends so we worked on communication they started implementing those habits that uh, strengthened their uh, friendship and then implementing more habits that were more focused on sexuality and intimacy it it was just beautiful to see how by tiny small habit changes a quantum leap happened 
you know, a, a year later, they, they were having great sex, much better than what they were imagining at first. Yeah. And it was little, you know, little changes that caused a huge change over time. This is what we call in business the compound effect. And it happens the same way in, in real life, in relationships. It's just, it's, it's not a coincidence where that we talk about the bank account. You know, it really is the connection bank account works somewhat like a regular bank account. So if you go to the bank and you put, you know, every month some money aside and you get interest for that money and then after a year you get interest on the interest and that creates a compound effect where all of those small investments eventually they grow and they grow and they grow and they get to this huge size. Uh, and the same goes, by the way, with time investment in your business. Time investment is just like money investment. You don't see the results right away. You need to invest more, your, more time and more time. And the compound effect eventually, three months later, after being consistent, is that you have this, this, this new, I don't know, even a new income vector in your business or a new service or whatnot. And the same goes with, with uh, Cheryl and with, with James. They, right. they build up their connection, their sexual connection, their physical connection uh, the, after, you know, creating the friendship um, layer. And that eventually made a, a quantum leap, as you, as you said. Mm -hmm. That's so, so warming. And, uh, you know, eventually... Yeah. Gottman says, he has a blog post, we'll, we'll put a link to that uh, on, the, on the website, that, that, that is titled, Having Great Sex is Not Rocket Science. Yeah. It's really about having those uh, beneficial habits that are, if we sum them up in, in Gottman's words to one sentence, it's really about turning towards each other more and more and more and making that ratio that we talked about going to 5 to 1 and even to 20 to 1 of turning towards each other uh, compared to turning away from each other. So, so maybe I can read the list. It's a little long. It's 13 items, but you, you can see that all of them are actually about turning towards each other. You know what? So. Let's do this. Instead of reading the list, because we will put the list in the show notes, in the bonus document, together with some more explanations on how to play with it, how to take it gradually. But what I suggest we do first instead was that each of us will choose four, four items that you feel that uh, is important for you specifically, Shachar. And uh, I will do the same from my experience with Rotem. And uh, we'll just uh, see if uh, this gives some insights to see how, how different people are and how it's okay. So if you had to choose four of them. So the first one I would choose if we focus on sexuality is actually kissing each other passionately for no reason. You know, I found out uh, with my wife that it's just a huge um, investment in our emotional bank account. And this kiss, and if it's a long kiss, it's even better. Uh, it, it makes her feel more connected to me. It, it, strong, it strengthens our uh, connection. It makes her feel um, special in my eyes and uh, hot in my eyes. It makes me feel like I'm a conqueror. You know, if in the middle of the day while she's doing the dishes, I can stop her and uh, give her a kiss. It's a super sexy moment. And then we go back to, our, to whatever we were doing before. So that's certainly one of my 
uh, one of the habits that I like the most. I'll do one now, uh, next, and then we'll rotate. So I, for, for us, the first thing I see is like the skeleton of the relationship and of keeping it uh, friendly and keeping it, you know, in partner mode and not in the dynamic mode. And, and that builds up the sexual tension as well from my point of view as, a, as someone that is very busy with business is the weekly date. Like the weekly date, I can't stress enough how, how important it is, how I dare say life-changing it is because it gives you this point in time that you are connecting, that you're doing something fun. So it's actually kind of like having fun together as well in the same time, but it also is a declaration towards your kids that you, you're taking a babysitter, towards your business that you're not going to, to, to look at your mails uh, on your phone while you're there in the date. And, and of course, towards your partner that uh, this is a priority to be together. So definitely that would be my first choice. What would be your ch- second choice? The sec- my second is a little bit similar to this one. It's about making sex a priority not the last item of a long to-do list. And that became super important in our relationship when Judy, when my wife uh, started her, her new business uh, a few months ago, almost a year ago, and we both got so busy, yeah. it was hard uh, getting to sex. You know, we had to schedule it or talk about it or find sometimes short uh, opportunities, sometimes create, carve out time in our schedules for longer intimate uh, sexual dates so it really became clear to me how it's important to make it a priority because it doesn't just happen organically and spontaneously like we all want it to we actually have to be intentional about it Uh, more on on intentionality uh, i i relate to that uh if you don't have communication skills to talk about it if you don't have you know the vulnerability to talk about sex um then you couldn't schedule anything and you couldn't get to the point where you talk about sex opportunities in in a, in a mature way in a way that actually gets the results so for example for us uh, if we've been through a few rough days where the schedule was the thing that kept us apart and not uh, the rela- not the dynamic like we wanted to meet we wanted to have time but but just the, the business schedule was a nightmare uh, we could even get to the point where we talk about, hey, can I wake you up for sex? Like, and waking my wife up is not a good idea. She needs that sleep. But getting to the point where you're, you, you are that open and, you know, about your needs uh, and telling your spouse, like, I really want to have sex with you. This is a priority for us and for me. And, I, like, is it even possible from your point of view that I will wake you up? So that is something that, um, again, like, uh, you can only reach that point of openness of of communication if you are on the same team. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would add to that uh, one other habit that I find very beneficial for me and for Rotem, and that is the habit of couples that are physically affas- affectionate even in public. So holding hands, holding hands, you know, even, even in the car for, for a brief moment, not to, you know, 
be careful with the safety, but to show that affection with holding hands in the car or, or just in any other time of the day, just to show opportunities for holding hands or for hugs. That is something that, uh, and, of, and even in public, this is something that just makes it something that is a part of your life. It, just, it doesn't just happen in one place. And that would be something I choose as, as something that works for us. Great. The next one I would choose is talking about sex comfortably. I remember a few instances in our, uh, while we were together, when we dared to share something new, we learned about ourselves in sex or ask for something. For example, when I figured out my uh, choreotic theme, you know what we talked about last episode, yep. and I dared to start asking for my needs. That was a, a big one for me. And it just every time we dare to do it and be more open and, and uh, be more vulnerable in a sense, it, it, there, there's another upgrade to the sex life. We're more connected and we're more free. You know, holding the stick on both hands of the of the safety and security on the one hand, and being more free and authentic on the other hand, that yeah. would uh, supports a uh, great sex. Cool. You know, some of those habits they they are very much similar in a way. So they are all based on friendship and on connection. And so, like for example, uh, the habit of keep playing and having fun together. That one. You know, sometimes is something we do in a weekly date. Yeah, yeah. What and I will choose uh, something to do that is fun for us. It can be a coffee shop. It can be uh, going to the cinema, to a movie that we both like and choose. And it can be, uh, you know, doing an escape room experience or something of that sort. All of these uh, charge us up by putting us in a situation where it's fun for us. Um, but it doesn't have to be in a date. That's really important for me to, to explain. Uh, even uh, playing some healthy family games, you know, uh, is something that can, can build up the connection. So, and for some reason, I find that even more important for, for my wife, or for my spouse, Rotem. She, when she sees that I take the family as a priority, it just charges her up with with attraction to me sexually. So one game that we play is that we take a hat and each kid will write down a few things that they want to do as a family. And we will write down a few ideas too. And some of the things we write down are very small, like uh, even let's pick up five things from the floor and put them in the right place. Just that would be something that probably me and Rotem will write. And the kids might write something like, let's jump on the trampoline or let's uh, play hide and seek or even something crazy like, let's do um, a pizza challenge where you bake a pizza and then each, ki- each kid in its turn uh, needs to put something weird or challenging on top of the pizza. So we end up with these seven layers of, of pizza with uh, all sorts of food on top of it that doesn't belong to, 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 to pizza. Um, and then we need to eat it, and it's all very funny, and, and uh, that takes like 45 minutes away. So well, you're, a, you're a fun family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we didn't even start talking about the dance sessions that we do 
uh, almost every night. We have a dance session. It's amazing. So really uh, spending time together. Don't think it has to be only the two of you. It, it doesn't. It, in fact, even taking the dog for a walk together, you know, treating your pets actually can build a good connection for sex. Great. The last habit I want to talk about is actually a habit that I feel like I'm not doing well enough. And that's giving surprise romantic gifts, which is, uh, which is something I know would work well for, for Judy, for my wife. She, she's a very modest woman. She don't like big gifts, but she loves the attention and the thought behind the small gifts. So if I really want to make her happy, I should just buy small things that show uh, my care, my attention, that I was thinking about her. And that really fills her, her heart and turns her, her on. I do bring flowers, which is great, but should, I should make another effort to buy some other small things more. That's cool. I want to, specific, to, to mention something about this one, and that would be, you know, we'll keep some mystery about uh, the other habits uh, for, for the bonus uh, that we're making. But I want you to know, uh, guys that listen to this right now, that, the, that some of the habits can you can find them actually uh, counterintuitive and that's okay not to choose them. So for example, for us, Rotem hates surprises. So if I start, if I'll start to bring her uh, romantic gifts that are surprises, she will actually be closed. She will like, she will feel uh, like what we talked about it already. Uh, I don't like surprises. I don't need surprises. I prefer communication. If I will talk with her, Hey, I want to buy you a gift. It's this specific thing. Do you want it? Most likely she will say no. But if I talk about something that she actually wants, then she will say yes. So she, she just doesn't appreciate surprises. That's just the way that she's structured. And then if you try to do something from the list that we will share and that doesn't make sense, that would be bad for you. So communication is always the key. You will talk with your spouse, ask her what would she feel appropriate to do first, you know, to focus on on this week and then, you know, go to do to the next one and next one. And most likely out of those 13 things, you will probably just like Cheryl and James, you will probably only need like four of them in order to actually get some some serious results. Um and uh, that's something that is worth uh, taking the effort on that one because sex is so important. Hey, before we go into the research, I, I wonder, I mean, what is your take on that, Shachar? How important is sex for, for men and women? And I want you to be specific about the different role of sex for men and women, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's super important uh, for slightly different reason. You're right about that, but it's super important on, on many levels. And jokingly, I say that, uh, that for women to get turned on, you need to be attentive to their hearts. And then sex happens and it's a manifestation of, of the love. For guys, sometimes it's the other way around. It's easier if you first pay attention to their sexual organs and then it helps them, helps us open our hearts. So at, at the end point, it, it does the same thing, but uh, it's just a different path to feeling more close, 
to each other and feeling more uh, empowered and capable. And just sex has so many layers. It really fulfills many different needs. Yeah. So it's okay that sex will be something that we need it for different reasons, right? That it's even, even that we, it's important for different reasons. Like its functionality is different between men and women often. And, yeah. and, and even in your lifetime, it can change. So yeah. it might start for men as something that is purely physical. Like, it's, like the physical aspect would be so, so big in the overall need for sex. But, and, and gradually it will change to something that is also very emotional. Uh, but at certain points of time for a man, um, it can change to something that is more and more emotional and, and, and less physical. And at the same time, it is a need, like for, for men. And for women, it's not exactly like, it's harder, the way I see it at least, yeah, it's harder for, for women to say, I need sex. But what she gets out of sex is so much. So, so its functionality is still super important, as you say. Yeah, in a way for men, it's more of a physical need, even though it fulfills other emotional needs. And for women, it fulfills more of an emotional need, even though women do need it physically as well. So that's a common difference. And there are many layers to sex. So sometimes it's okay and important to have just a quickie, just to connect. And, you know, for men, it, 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 men use sex sometimes to relax. Women, on the other hand, to have sex, they need to be relaxed. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and, and in some high... Yeah, excuse me, just to, to end this point. In some other times, sex can be a, a unity, a, almost a, or not almost, a, a, a spiritual experience where you're united and free and you're letting go of, go of your egos and of your thoughts and you're super in the moment and it's just a really blissful uh, experience. And you should have, not should, but it's fun to have many different kinds of sex that fulfill different kinds of, of needs. Ooh, that, that should be in the bonus document. <laughs> that, the, the different types of sex, <laughs> that, that bonus is I want to download it. Like uh, the mapping, because obviously I can, I can guesstimate you know, the different uh, types of sex because sometimes we need the midnight sex that's different than, than the massage sex. But I want to see that list. So, you know, for example, about uh, this couple of Cheryl and James, at the beginning when they started having sex and they realized they have different needs and we talked about the choreotic theme, so they would do a sort of exchange one time they would take care of her core erotic theme and another time they would take care of his erotic theme, which is great and beneficial. And you should try it sometimes when one is totally for the other. It's a very certain kind of sex and it can be very fulfilling in its own way. But later they managed to learn how to get both of their core erotic themes fulfilled in one session. And that's just uh, really amazing, really harmonic kind of sex when you touch the other for your own pleasure, but you're so attentive to the other that actually for both of you, it's very, really pleasuring. And that's some say it's a high 
form of sex in a way. I love it. This is definitely very inspiring and, and uh, important. So a part of the, the research that we will cover now, uh, we actually uh, found out some information, some statistics as well about not just um, those habits, but also about the frequency. And I think, I think it's worth talking about the, the sex frequency uh, because, you know, that's one other, one, one other reason why people want to listen to, to relationship podcasts and specifically the Generous Marriage podcast. Uh, it helps them know where they are, you know, if you have a problem or not. And just like having that, that tool, like, for example, if you have only sex, sexual relationship, uh, if you have sex only once a month, that is considered by the practitioners as a sexless marriage. So, so talking about those numbers can help you identify where are you on the scale and I just know, you know how much should you, should you work on those habits or not, potentially. So f- let's t- talk right. to me about the research. What is right, so, so there's a book called The Normal Bar. And uh, the author, um, the author of it was, uh, she was having a hard time with her husband and uh, they were struggling and going to therapy and she wanted to know what's normal. And she gathered two other uh, researchers and they uh, put up an online survey and they got more than 70,000 people answering it. And they wrote a book about it, and the book is great, it's funny, and it's full of statistics, and it tells you a lot about sex and not just sex and how sex changes along the, uh, along the life and along the relationship. And it's not uh, scientific in the sense that it's a self-reported, self-reporting kind of survey. So we should take the... Uh, the statistics they gather, and, and remember that it's not uh, the ultimate truth, but it has a lot of truth. And so, for example, you said something about the frequency. So they found that happy couples have three to four times uh, a week, have sex three to four times a week. That's a lot. The more, that's a lot. The more based research talks about two to three, 2.3 times a week, which, you know, from what I see in my clinic, two times a week is very satisfying. So there are couples, I think, around less than 10% that have sex every day. Busy couples, God knows how they manage to do it, but I'm happy for them. But for most happy couples, two to three times a week is, is more than enough, and even once a week is okay. Yeah, I think that this is maybe a discussion more about statistics, and like there are that just like you mentioned, some portion of, of the people are going to push the, the statistics towards the end and that might make you feel like the, the average is important. It's not about the average of everyone. It's the average of like, people that are more uh, you know, on a basic level of sexuality where sex is not uh, something that you have to do every single day or something of that sort. And I find that anything between one to two times a week is a really a good connection for me. Uh, of course, two is, is better, and I prefer that. Um, and, yeah. uh, but even uh, uh, once a week is something that 
keeps some momentum and can can feel you know like there's a good connection I agree and we should remember that you've been together for what 20 years or so uh, yeah like 17 years now yeah so of course it's different in the first few years and different after a decade and different after 20 years and What I don't like about the book, the normal bar, the, the idea of the normal is a, an idea that I don't like so much because when we yeah. compare ourselves to some normal couple, uh, that's uh, inviting uh, trouble, you know, it, it, it invites shame. So yeah. I think what's important is what you need and what your partner needs and how you fulfill each other's needs and feel satisfied. Yeah, in, even in the book, they try to fight the concept of, of the normal bar. That's like. true. They, they really try to fight it, but they also create a new normal. So it's a, you know, they try to, they, they try to fight it, but sometimes it uh, still creates yeah. this comparison mind that is not very helpful. But what I like about the book is first all the information and how it's written. It's really funny and they have a lot of cartoons in it. It's, it's a fun book. And, and, and also this idea of the... T- A huge impact is created by tiny habits. When you change small habits, you make baby step changes in your life. Eventually, it creates a huge difference. And they're good at, uh, at, at showing that and they have good suggestions. And Dr. Gottman, our famous Dr. Gottman, the famous uh, couples researcher, was uh, inspired by this book and uh, wrote a blog post about it. And he created this uh, list of 13 things that many of them show up in, in the normal bar uh, survey and also in his uh, research. And we mentioned some of them earlier and we'll have them on the website as well. So we have this general statistics uh, uh, self-reported survey that brought a lot of results that are very similar to Gottsman's uh, scientific uh, research. That's cool. So guys, uh, today we've covered the topic of habits, habits that build up sexually happy couples. And we hope that you can take something out of it. We hope that by talking about the story of Cheryl and James and how they've repaired their communication, their partnership, their friendship, and that for, then from there, they were able to work on their habits. They were able to implement four habits and that by itself created this compound effect that eventually created a better sex life for them even from before they've been having some communication issues. And we also discussed the tool, the tool which is those 13, that list of 13 habits. Uh, and if you go to the generous marriage dot com website where we host the generous marriage podcast you could actually go to the podcast tab and find episode number 10 and in there you will see this big button to download the bonus document of today and what it will include is not just the full list of those habits but also information from the norman normal bar book as well as some extra tips on how to implement the gradual, gradually 
implement those habits into your life, how to work on that with your partner, how to present the idea, and even the different sex types that you should strive to have and, and leverage. Different sexual experiences with your spouse can even provide different needs. And finally, we will also mention the tools and give you some links to read more about that blog post by uh, Gottman and the, uh, the book, The Normal Bar. Shachar, any last words before we wrap up? Yeah, what I wish that people take from this uh, conversation is that sex is not a rocket science and you can make huge changes and have great sex life by implementing small changes, by implementing small habits. I hope it inspires you to, to, for, to, to, to get the motivation to do these changes. And what I hope you guys take is the, to take sex seriously. Like, we can talk about sex. We just talked about sex for two episodes. Um, we can talk about it for an entire season. Sex is important. It can help you in your relationship. It can help you in life. And I even dare say that by getting that out of the way, by working on your, on your balance in life, it can help you in your business as well. So, uh, Shachar, thank you for yet another fun and entertaining and educational episode. There's one thing I want to ask you guys listening to this. Uh, if, the, if you can only do one thing for us today, just do this. It will really mean a lot. And I, uh, it's a big favor that will help us a lot. And that is to leave a review, uh, either on iTunes or on Stitcher, about this podcast. If you leave a review on the generous marriage podcast that would mean a lot to us we will read it carefully we will thank you and it will mean a lot for us because that way more men and women that need this resource that need this extra help with those tools that we share in the generous marriage podcast uh, they will hear about it and you know what that would actually be a very generous thing of you to do to help other couples through Uh, giving us a review uh, for the Generous Marriage Podcast. Thank you for listening for yet another episode of the Generous Marriage Podcast and we will see you next week on the last episode of Season 1 of the Generous Marriage Podcast. Thank you, Ziv. This was fun. Thank you, everybody. See you next week.